Hello and welcome to the MTG Profits Podcast. This is episode 16. Happy to have you with us today. As always, we're here to talk about Magic the Gathering and talk about that in terms of the finance aspect of that and and making money with that, buying and selling of cards. We'll also cover other things in the news and also give you some of our picks to check out and purchase, which we think are good investments going forward. As always, I'm joined by my co-host here, Devin. Hey, everybody. Hey, Dev. Doing a little better today. My voice is uh, getting back to semi-normal. You sound a little bit better. A little bit. A little bit. I'm getting there. So... I figure I'll have to, I won't have to be as uh, Johnny on the spot with my mute button to uh, <laughs> yeah. stop my wretched hacking and save the viewer or the listeners from my uh, my uh, <laughs> horrible sounding cough. cough. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as always, as a reminder, uh, check us out uh, every Thursday. We've got new episodes that drop every Thursday. We're episodes on are also recorded and available on YouTube. And check out the website as well, mtgprofits.com. We've got links to news and our picks and all that other good stuff. Absolutely. So I think we, we have a bunch of things in the news this week to cover. Uh, lots of news, it seems, in just the last couple of days, too. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah. You were I telling think, me uh, about the uh, the new mechanic that had dropped recently for the yeah, clan, for the guild we just did. Absolutely, yeah. There, this actually came out uh, little to, literally today. So we were recording this on Monday, the December 17th. And it was actually featured today. A new mechanic was announced for Ravnica Allegiance. And we've talked about Ravnica Allegiance and our picks for that. So we've been examining the different guilds. And this is a new signature mechanic. And this is for Rakdos. And it's called Spectacle. And the idea with Spectacle is that you may cast this card for its Spectacle cost rather than its mana cost if an opponent lost life this turn. So to, to give you an example, uh, there's the Rafter Demon, and he has a spectacle cost of five mana, and when Rafter Demon enters the battlefield, if spectacle cost was paid, each opponent discards a card. And his regular cost was only four mana, so it seems the spectacle is a higher cost if you want to do the spectacle cost. Uh, so it's a higher cost, and your opponent has to have lost life this turn. Oh, is that right? For the spectacle, it requires yes. the life loss. It requires okay. the life loss. So you have to. So a couple conditions there. Uh, we'll have to see what the the cards are. I mean, it's thematically, it does seem to work for Rakdos. Um, you know, have, making a spectacle and these demons and you know crazy fanatics and things like that. Uh, so I, I can understand that. Um, and it seems like you know a lot of these are still drawing on the same type of mechanics in the in the past, you know, just had a strong discard uh, theme. Uh, I'm sure we'll see some other things that are similar uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe we'll end up getting some more demons, because I think, uh, weren't you saying the other day how uh, you were looking for more demons in Standard because uh, you were trying to get a little combo going, but there weren't enough enough demons. Exactly. Standard, so. I think if everyone uh, remembers uh, Liliana's contract, I think it is, uh, if you have, I believe it's four or more demons, uh, you get, uh, you win the game. Yeah, the alt win. Uh, yeah. yeah, an alt win condition. Um, but uh, y- you can't, 
as far as I, I, I will double check, but as far as I'm aware, you can't actually pull that off in uh, standard today because there's not four demons with different names. That's that's the condition. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control four or more demons with different names, you win the game. As far as I'm aware, I believe there's only three different demons in that's funny. standard now. So uh, I'm not sure what you're going to to do on that <laughs> you know maybe you could cheese it because uh i think there's a because there's the demon of catastrophes right he's awesome demon of catastrophes yeah and then there was uh that belzenach belzenach uh, yeah he's number two and then um the third one is oh gosh. there's one more oh the uh, demon the soothsayer right or the doomsayer yes yep 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 he's the he's the third and then you know the only his, way his is price the, has continued to, to drop down. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I was thinking that maybe you could create that demon token with Doom that. Uh, Doom Whisper. The Doom Whisper. Yeah, the um, create the demon token with the um, that right of Belzenach or whatever, where it's like you get two two sacrificial clerics and you get two more clerics and then, boom, you get the demon into play after. So that that might pull it off for you. Is it actually a... I guess it is a 6-6 six, six black demon creature. So, yeah, I guess you could do it that way. Although maybe it doesn't have a name. I don't know. Maybe it has to have names. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good question. <clears throat> I don't have to know read that you... uh, Liliana's contract again. Yeah, it just says six de- four demons with different names. Okay. So, so I don't know if that may not cut or it. not. That'd be an interesting test to see on the arena if that would work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Uh, let's see what it, what it does. Uh, maybe event the uh, the Rakdos will probably be giving us some more demons. So I, I think that's a fair assumption, and we yeah. know already the Rafter demon is is coming, so that's definitely one. So you get four. You do seem to get the demons in the in that color. It seems to me like even their lord was the demon. Yeah, Rakdos himself. So mm-hmm. it's probably a safe bet that we'll get imps and demons and little devils out of the uh, Rakdos clan yep. guild. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm not blown away by this spectacle. It seems like a, a higher cost for, you know, a moderate to low bonus. Uh, but but we'll yeah, see. We'll see. Maybe see. there's some some better uh, spectacles. That incremental card advantage can really make a difference sometimes, though. I, I guess yeah. it gives you another opportunity later game to uh, I don't know get a little bit more benefit from something. Exactly. Um, but, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll keep positive on that, I guess. Yeah. See how it goes. Yep. Mm. I had um, read a little bit earlier about um, artifact. I think we had mentioned artifact in passing uh, one or two episodes ago. The uh, Richard Garfield collaboration with Steam, um, or Valve, I should say, who Valve, owns yeah. uh, who owns Steam powered. Uh, you know, very commonly used way to acquire and play games on PCs. And um, he created a mechanically rich uh, card game called Artifact. Uh, Richard Garfield did, I guess. And uh, yep. they released it on Steam for a, a seemingly relatively low price tag of 20 bucks. And, $20. Uh, you know, that doesn't sound bad, but apparently there's also card purchasing as well. So it's, it's sort of eschewing the typical model of free-to-play and then pay to win, <laughs> which is, you know, like every other card game. Yeah. Know, at least on all these digital games are effectively, you know, free to play, but pay to win. And um, so instead of doing that, they've got, um, you got to pay a little to play and 
pay a little more to continue playing (laughs) or to, you know, to get better cards. So I I think, I think it's severely hampered their ability to generate player base. So I think their peak was uh, on the weekend of release or something. They had, you know, uh, 57,000, I say units, uh, uh, users Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, and apparently they've dropped down to 27,000. So oh an unfortunate precipitous drop. And um, <clears throat> I think sometimes you, it, it's hard to come back from that. I would anticipate they'll, they'll frantically switch to pay to, uh, you know, free to play. Yeah. Know, but it may be too late because sometimes you lose that critical mass and then you, you lose the goodwill of the players that, that didn't like that and left. Exactly, exactly. You know, I, I looked at this just the other day because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, you know, maybe I, I would, I'd like to try this out and see how it is. And then first I saw the $20, which I, I was automatically balked at. <laughs> and uh, it would be one thing if it, it if it included all the cards and you could just build away. Yeah. You know, yeah. that would be fine. I don't mind paying for the game if that is the game, you know. Yeah, I balked at that, and then I, I started reading through some of the reviews. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, not glowing. <laughs> no." The the overall review status is mixed, uh, but there's a lot of negative ones here. I mean, I'm looking at them right now here, Weibo says, "Pay to play," and that was his only comment. <laughs> Although uh, I don't know how much you can trust a Weibo, so uh... <laughs> no. Uh, X Chris zero zero says. This is a pay-to-have, pay-to-play, and pay-to-win game with zero game and deck progress for players who want to play, quote, free. That is not any features or modes which will intrigue you, I assume it means intrigue you, to play as other games do. If you're willing to pay some money, you can buy specific cards and make specific, specific, spelled wrong, decks which are practically and literally unbeatable. Zero challenge, zero strategy. That's my opinion after 72 hours of playing. Jeez. Very disappointed. Uh, it is unfortunate, but you know I, I think they should try to maximize the amount of new players, probably by having it a free, some sort of free model, a freemium model, so to speak. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> I, I see but, some um, several people call it shard effect too. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's. It's fun. like no way I'm playing shard effect anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a shame, you know. I like the idea of more and varied card games. I, 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 I do too. You know, I don't know how how intensely I would pursue them, you know, it, because exactly. then there's always the, the the time limitation that we've, you know, discussed before. You may have you may have the funds to play these things, but you don't have the time to play them. Exactly. How do you have the time to play more. anything and collect the cards and keep up on the decks and all all this kind of stuff? Yeah. And, you know, I'm. I guess I'm a little skeptical too about the actual nature of this game, where it's like ba- based on DOTA and uh, I guess having lanes of of uh, to, to to fight through and creeps that spawn and things like that. You know, that that sounds great as DOTA, and we've played those kind of games tons. But as in a card game format, I I, I don't know if I'm sold on that. You know, I think that would be the thing I'd have to try. Probably try it before I poo-pooed it fully. I, I, you know, because yeah. it, it, it'd be sort of like you having playing three mini hands. Is is my impression of how? Yeah, that would be. yeah. I, I don't know, and I think in real life that would be cumbersome, but digitally exactly. it may not be. 
and then yeah. you, you know because it does all the shuffling for you and sure. it holds all your hands and that that might actually not be a uh, not may not actually be a bad mechanic uh, you know mechanically speaking it's it's something that I could see having potential. I I, I don't automatically dislike it, but um, I, I'll, I'll yeah, I, I'd say I would try it, but just I don't know. My my first perception is is I don't know, not positive. Yeah, it's, it feels too a little gimmicky as well. Like, well, DOTA people love that. Let's just make a game that's kind of like that. You know, you wonder too if they're trying to 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 get you know some people that are interested in esports to. To shift to this card esport, you yeah. know. So I agree that I'm sure there's probably some uh, relatively blatant and not super hidden attempt at crossover interest, yeah. which which is you know probably not bad marketing. You know, not, I, I I really don't disagree with that in theory. You know, as long as the game is good, I almost don't really care. But I haven't plunked down the twenty bucks to actually play, so wow. I don't. You know, I don't know, and now that now that it seems like they're reaching indie game levels of player base, it's like, oh boy, you know, that's that's tough to, you know, that's tough to stomach. You know, it's tough to power through that. I think, especially if you're gonna have some people that are, you know, really competitive and just dominating it with cards they've bought, and then me who doesn't care to spend too too much on it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. One aspect of the game that I did think was quite interesting, and um, and I, I think it should be praised and uh, lauded for, is that uh, apparently when you sell these cards into their digital marketplace, mm-hmm. you actually get money, like cash dollars, into your wow. Steam account. So if you get a card that's worth ten dollars and you sell it on on the Steam system, boop, yeah. ten dollars goes into your Steam account. That I think is glorious. That's cool. So yeah. you know, it's like if you've got a card that you popped in a pack that you don't want or it doesn't go in your deck, you're like, wow, this is a valuable card. Let me sell this bad boy, and then get actual money into your Steam account yeah. and uh, use it to purchase Steam sales or whatever it is that you use. You know, but uh, I thought that was really great, and I love the idea of a secondary market, and I loathe the idea of a non-secondary market. It's one of my, you know peeves about uh, the arena is that you can't trade your damn cards with anybody it's a trading card game <laughs> you know it's like tcg trading card game mm, you know yeah it, you know so i i know they i know they want to move away from that to make you buy maximum crap from wizards but for god's sake you know it's like half the draw of this game when i started was p- trading the cards you know yep yeah <clears throat> which is kind of a shame because i still feel the draw the pull of trading but Absolutely. But uh, even though I, I mostly use my money to trade, but <laughs> so it's like I'll yeah. buy and sell cards. I'm not actually trading, but I, I like at least the concept of being able to do so. <laughs> or even in, uh, <coughs> excuse me, yeah. I missed the mute on that one. But even the, um, even in what you call it, Hearthstone, which I haven't played for years, but um, yeah, the uh, you could dust your cards and turn them yep. into scrap, and then like use the scrap pieces to generate more stuff. Like I, you know, at least. At least you could do something with cards you didn't like. Yeah. You know, instead of putting them in the nebulous vault. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, as as said by Colin Nark, this is not a card game. This is a credit card game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's funny. Maybe the, the Colin Arc is correct. Maybe he's uh, on to something. Yeah, so I guess we'll, we'll keep tabs on it, but uh doesn't look like it's it's doing so hot right now. Yeah. On uh, other trading card game news, I, I know uh, 
you had played the uh, the key the key forge a little bit, and um, people have been going crazy. The hype train has been riding high, although I haven't heard as much about it after release. But um, one one thing I did want to mention to the listeners is that um, apparently you have to be careful a little bit on uh, repacks for this game. So oh. um, apparently there's a, a problem with the the actual physical cardboard box. They can be opened from the bottom and resealed and look exactly as if they had never been opened. Wow. So uh, apparently there's no internal wrapper on those things and, um, and they can be resealed. So you got to really watch it. So, man, that's not good. Yeah. So uh, just be aware of that. And when buying these things secondhand, they may have been searched. So, Mm. wow. So, just a, along the lines of warnings to the listeners, you know, you sure. watch out. You don't want to buy mapped packs in Magic, and you don't want to buy a searched box in Keyforge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, speaking of searched packs, did you see the? Uh, did you see the uh, video? Uh, the uh, it was one of the Alpha Investments videos. It was like uh, the disastrous opening of a ten thousand dollar revised booster box. Did you? You see know, that? I saw the headline of it, but I did not check it out. So apparently what had happened was um, at GP Vegas, uh, Open Boosters, who um, did the actual pack cracking, mm-hmm. um, opened a booster box that uh, Daniel Chang from Vintage Magic had purchased at the GP. Okay. And um, they had all inspected the box. It looked all legit. <clears throat> These guys have uh, extensive experience in older packs and okay. older boxes. So, um, And uh, so they opened the stuff up and... Um, Apparently, while they were opening some of the packs, it came to light that um, that there was a, a mild concern that they may have been actually repacked and reboxed, oh my, and resealed. And um, apparently, some of the booster packs didn't have rares, <laughs> and um, some of them had the wrong number of uncommons as well. Okay. So um, there was thought that they had possibly been repacked, but. Um, <clears throat> Because, uh, but it was all it was all filmed. So all of it was filmed yeah. continuously, and um, so it turns out it looks like it may have actually just been some form of um, packaging error because they there were some huh. dual lands in there, and there okay. were some high dollar cards. Sure. But uh, it was like the first six packs. It looked really suspicious. Like uh, yeah, the first pack had an uncut corner in one of the cards. Okay. One of the rares had an uncut corner. And, so it's just sort of funny, and uh, hmm. you know, speaking of repacks, you know, but, quality, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but um, excuse me, but um, so that was uh, just a little piece of uh, interest. Interesting, interesting. Hmm. I yeah, I, I would um, you would think if someone was doing it maliciously that they would and were were smart enough to be able to do the actual repackaging. That they wouldn't make stupid mistakes like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true. Like leaving an uncut thing in there, or like leaving no rare in the pack, yeah. or you know, stuff like that. But apparently, uh, back in the day, they had such a thing called the island rare. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of that term. No, um, I've heard that. But every once in a great while, a land rare, a land of basic land, would occupy the rare slot oh, wow. in some of these older packs, and they'd call it the island rare. Hmm. So, but, so that's um, probably happened to me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I probably just get the uh, 
I just get the garbage dump rares. Yeah, yeah, I can't tell you how many of those revised packs I opened and how oh disappointed I was 99% of the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I opened a myriad of those things. And I don't really, even to this day, like, I don't know how many of those packs I opened. It was, it was probably what felt like a substantial number of packs. And to this day, I don't have anything of high value of, of revised. Although I will say, I did sell my dual lands back, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, like a long time ago for like 70 bucks tops. So, I, yeah. you know, I think I might have a couple floating around, but, you know, nothing, nothing, you know, nothing worth more than like a thousand bucks. Sure, know. sure. If I did, I might sell. <laughs> yeah, I would dump it myself. Yeah. But, you know. I guess speaking of card games, too, you know, we talk about Arena off and on. There's some Arena news lately as well. Uh, so we, we know that uh, there was a big update. I believe it was December 13th, last Thursday, to the game. And this was adding in ranked uh, play. And there was a big uproar about this. Uh, the, the the issue was they, they added in ranked play, but they did not do it best of three, which was what people anticipated and what uh, would, you know, people think that would be a little bit more fair. They kept it strictly as a best of one. So people are very upset about it. And Wizards quoted that, you know, 97% of the time, that's what people want to play is best of one. Well, if you give people just According best of one, yeah, best of one game modes, well, yeah, that kind of does <laughs> make that happen. <laughs> so, people keep choosing this choice every time, even though it's the only choice we give them. Exactly. They have shown that they like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, people were were it caused a huge uproar, uh, and that was for for uh, you know ranked play and and it also affected constructed tournaments. And uh, the end result of this, too, is a massive prize cut for players with very valuable individual reward cards being removed in favor of slightly more gold. So people are not happy about this. So there was some heavy complaining going on, and they rolled it back. So they they changed their old back, so it's back to how it was. Uh, I'm sure there's more changes to come. They're obviously still working at this system and trying to figure it out. Uh, and this ranked play was supposed to be, you know, for seasons of one month at a time. And wow, that's a very short season, Mike. Yeah, yeah. One, one <clears> month <throat> at a time. You had all these all these levels that you would go up in that time, uh, you know, from bronze all the way up to mythic or whatever level. You know, uh, it's funny. Speaking of that, I still have not gotten out of bronze. I, I, I still in bronze, too. <clears throat> I almost got out and constructed for my drafting, but... Um, I think I'm like the highest tier in bronze you can get, but <laughs> like bronze one or whatever. But. Yeah, you know, and I swear I was reading an article that someone had posted about the mathematics behind the the ranking, and this was this was. I a, did read a that lab, it was super uh, yeah. challenging to get out. It, it was almost impossible to really climb the ladder. The it, it was just the number of games that you had to play was really overwhelming. It was something like it was something like 24 games in a day, and you had to win like. Eight and twenty-one of them, or some such. Exactly, it was a system. It was that just didn't make any sense, and you would really never be able to get ahead unless you devoted days at a time, at least, and won basically every game all the time. Uh, So I don't know. It sounds like they just haven't figured out this this ranked play yet. 
Uh, At least maybe not not quite. Yeah. I mean, um, we'll see how they, they do on that. I mean, a lot of people working on it, and it's, it's hard to complain too much, you know, with a free game. And, uh, you know, if you're a casual player, maybe that doesn't make, mean as much or make as big a deal. But, yeah. I'd still like the the opportunity to be able to compete if I wanted to and have a system that's relatively fair. Exactly. I think that's. <clears throat> well, at least I'm I'm surprised they listened. I, I'm I'm almost shocked, you know, that they that they uh, modified what they planned to do based on user feedback. That's a yeah. very unWizards of the Coast uh, stance to take. It is, it is, but you know, it also makes me think too. And I think we talked about this that, you know, these kind of things, any kind of changes that you roll out, whether it be to a, a computer game or to your phone or whatever, there should be testing done on these things ahead of time with your public, you know, with your internal users, whoever, uh, you know. So these things can't be such a surprise when they they do happen. Yeah, um, I mean, you should have some idea how this is going to be you know, welcomed. If, if it draws that much anger... You better I mean, slow your roll. <laughs> exactly. That seems to think, well, are you really in touch with the people who are playing this? It, it, yeah, absolutely. You know, or, or and I saw a lot of complaints about this, too. If people said, well, if you're going to make it, you know, best of one, just say that from the beginning, be straightforward, and say that's just how it's going to be. You know, kind of make up your minds on how things are going to go. Yeah. And and just stick to it. So we'll we'll see we'll see. I, I I'm sure we're gonna have numerous more updates and things along the way as they try to figure out the best approach to to do these ranks plays and constructing tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly right. What, what do you think? I, I saw it this past weekend. It showed up. I don't know if you've seen it. The uh, these focuses that they have on um, like different game modes, like I forget what it is. You know, I, I have Bright not paid Hitler's any attention. Giant to Monster Mash or whatever it is. Oh God, I have not seen. I have not paid any attention to that. I didn't even notice it, honestly. Yeah, so they're they're gonna have it. I imagine this will be continuing going forward. Where they kind of, I guess they they do a spotlight on a professional player and some sort of game mode associated with that player that that player comes up with. Um, and this is, I think they're mostly draft related. Um, okay. but, um, the, the, the most recent one here, um, was, uh, let's see, is it even still available? I think it is. Oh, maybe it's gone away already. It looks like I don't, I don't see it listed anymore, but it, um, it was like Brian Kibler's Mon- big monsters where you would play every time you played a you know a monster with four or greater power you automatically get to draw a card or something was the okay. extra rule um i don't know I, they, once again they seem a little gimmicky to me but whatever <laughs> yeah I, I i haven't i haven't uh i really even noticed it quite yet <laughs> yeah i'll have to take a look at it Although I'm not that interested, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I, I don't really care a whole lot. I guess if the rewards were... were um, super juicy. Super juicy, you know, might give me a reason to do that. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I don't know if I'm interested in, in you know, competing for little reward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Doesn't seem worth it to, to me, but, you know. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. <clears throat> so, so uh, uh, I think that leads us to our, our picks for the I, week, right? I think so. I think it's about time. I guess, um, so this week is Gruel Week. We we sort of almost forgot to mention that initially, but uh, it is. <laughs> so uh, Gruel Week, the green, the, uh, uh, green Red Clan. Green Red. Uh, let's see, in the past, in the original Ravnica, we had Blood Rush. Yep. Uh, oh no, excuse me, Bloodthirst. Bloodthirst, Bloodthirst yeah. was original Ravnica, so if you got damaged, uh, if the creature got damaged, it would get a, uh, an additional plus one, if I remember right. Uh, and then in Return to Ravnica, we had Blood Rush, uh, where you could discard a card to give an additional bonus to a creature, like plus three, plus three, or whatever the, the case was. Um, so we've seen a lot of mechanics where it's kind of pumping up the creature in, in some way. It seems to me like the the feeling that I've always gotten with the gruel was that it's it's a race to the finish line. You're trying to get them, you know, pounded down with efficiently costed creatures and crush them, crush their nuts ASAP. You know, yeah, yeah. Just like, and if you stalled, you were in trouble. But if you didn't, you were gonna, you you know, it was basically the the attempt at steamrolling. Effectively, is sure. is always how I imagine the gruel guild to work. I, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, efficient creatures <clears throat> seems like big creatures, really, really high power toughness. Yeah, um, well, eff- efficiently costed. Yeah, and that's uh, that's been my my uh, sort of my selection criteria as well to sort of stay along those lines of, you know, fast, you know, fast, efficient, and mm. uh, you know, a lot of bang for your buck creatures to try sure. to end them quickly. So what's uh what's one of your picks uh, for the for so, the My my first pick is is probably my um my uh my highest I guess confidence pick. Okay. Although I will say it's extremely inexpensive, so I, I really can't go wrong on this. There's no way it's going down. But okay. um this card is great, and I'm honestly quite surprised that it's not currently substantially more expensive the only reason that i think it's not is because we don't have a very good um like uh i guess rush deck you know at, okay. at current uh, yeah. at least not in uh, like a either a mono green or a green red kind of wizards i mean these true decks. those yeah that little direct damage that is true those wizards can kind of pull it pull it off but uh I'm thinking along the lines of Curd Ape and um, sure. like Savannah Lions Rush, where it's or or for example, um, you know what's that the Goblin that's two two this one mana, you know those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. The uh, the very efficient like dropping powerful creatures early and and beating yeah. face as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So my first card is from uh, Ixalan, okay. and um, it's a, it's a rare. It's a single green mana, and it's called Old Growth Dryads. And uh, it's one mana. It's a three-three creature. Okay. So right there, you're talking deal. One mana, one green mana for a three-three. And its drawback is when Old Growth Dryads enters the battlefield, each opponent may search his or her library for a basic land and put it into play tapped. So that's it. So he has the same drawback as that one goblin, the um, that goblin that drops on turn one and swings for two-two. But this guy's a 3-3 without haste. That's the only yeah. And this guy is $0.09. Cents. 
So, <laughs> yeah, like a freaking oh my dime. Goodness. So shortly after this episode, I will be perusing the TCG player and I will be purchasing many, many copies of this. So I will be scarfing up numerous of these boys because he's so cheap and he's so good. And if Gruel gets a deck that tries to use efficient creatures and wants to drop a 3-3 on turn one, and who yeah. doesn't? This boy is just money. That's really good. I, I have seen him before. <laughs> Scott has played him against me. <laughs> oh! Of course. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, you can't beat 10 cents for this guy. Golly, no, not at all. <clears throat> I guess one note, too, about TCG Player, and, and uh, I know we've used this resource, the Dawn Glare, I don't know if you've noticed, I just noticed this the other day, but just something to keep in mind, that it seems like the prices on the Dawn Glare are not always correct. Um, yeah, they, they do, they they are not always, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, so I don't know if it's just that they don't update the, those uh, those pages, uh, you know, if it's if it's only maybe once a, little a day delay. or something, yeah, or what, lag. but I have noticed is the prices are not always correct. Um, which kind of, I don't know, can, can lead to a little bit of uh, confusion if you're, you're trying to price up cards and they, they're giving you highlights, but the highlights are not correct. So just a word of caution, I guess. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Because I looked at a card, it was, um, God, what was it called? It, it's, it's something that's just bounced in price. So I would suggest you, you sell it if you have it. Um, that is the... Uh, the rapid hybrid hybridization. Uh, it, oh. it went up greatly from its. Uh, it was down at like a dollar or less, and then it's jumped up to almost five dollars. So uh, that's a good good card to to dump if you if you got it. Um, oh, I see. <clears throat> yeah. So. But if you looked on the Donglare, it did not report that at the four dollar price. price. It reported it at a much lower price. Um, oh, okay. So anyway. Okay. But uh, speaking of uh, big creatures and efficient creatures and things like that, I, w I went in with it the same kind of attitude you did, kind of. But I, I was thinking, I guess, more big creatures. I guess it was the thing that first came to mind. And I had a little bit of a hard time with my picks, but I, I think this one is pretty solid. Uh, this was from Corset 2019. It's our, our old buddy, uh, Sarkhan, and he's got Sarkhan's Unsealing. It's uh, three colorless, one red mana, it's an enchantment. Whenever you cast a creature spell with power four, five, or six, Sarkhan's Unsealing deals four damage to any target. If you cast a creature spell with power seven or greater... It deals four damage to each opponent and each creature and planeswalker they control. Oh wow! So well, how much is this to, uh, how much is it to cast? Uh, four mana. Okay. So it's a little up there. Uh, but if we're talking about big creatures, we're looking at maybe some big dinos or something, or maybe some yeah. big dragons, uh, as with Sarkhan. Uh, Sarkhan. <clears throat> um, Absolutely. You know, this is is doing a, a four damage. It's um. Reminds me of a uh, what was the other one? It's like where ancients tread. I think it was a few, or something to that effect. Um, yeah, it was back so. from um, yeah, where ancients tread. Uh, whenever a creature with power five or more comes into play, 
Uh, it deals five damage to target creature or player. Oh, I remember that thing. Yeah, it was yeah. good. That was way back in Shards of Alara. Uh, for the same kind of deal. You playing a creature yeah. with big power, it, it does a zap. That one was a little bit more expensive price-wise and and had a higher starting cost, but it, it did a little bit more damage. But this one's a little bit lower. But Still good. Still good. Still, still good. good. This one yeah. is, is well under a dollar. Uh, you know, we're talking maybe 70 cents or less. So... I think it could definitely rise above a dollar, maybe hit two dollars or so. But if we're going to see more big things, that's a good card to complement that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, very good. Very good. So what 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 else do you got? <clears throat> so my second choice, I actually had a I actually had a little bit of a challenging time narrowing down <clears throat> my my second choice. So um. I may actually list both of these as a. Yeah, I may go, do go one for it. I know I have. Uh, I have probably two, two left. But I, okay, I'll, I'll hit both of these. The, the uh, relatively briefly. I had a hard time choosing between these. Unless two. we, unless we pick the same one. Watch us pick. <laughs> the watch same us. one. You know, it's possible, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking we'll, we'll maybe see. not. We'll so the the first one I, I think <clears throat> is. Man, honestly, these two, I, I would say, are, are equal in my mind. One is cheaper, okay. so that one might be the way to go just because you could get more copies of them and, you know, it doesn't have to climb as high. But um, in any event, uh, they're both rares. They are both Dominaria cards. Uh-oh. And uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen on the um, on the uh, the arena. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a four. It's a red card. It's two red and a, two colorless. Okay. It is a Dominaria rare, and it's the two-headed giant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two-headed giant is a four-mana, four-four creature. Again, he's he's nicely on curve, or slightly slightly better than curve. Yep. And his is, uh, and I'm actually very surprised we're seeing this, but it's got the coin flip mechanic. And uh, oh. Richard Garfield loves the freaking coin flips. That's what it is. So, um, but in any event, so his he his says whenever two-headed giant attacks, flip two coins. If both are heads, he gets double strike. If both are tails, he gets menace, okay? And then if you get alternating coins, you get nothing. However, when you actually stop to think about that, 66% of the time, he's getting something good. So he gives, there's only three options, and you're only – so you can only get, when flipping two coins, three yeah. combinations. Two of the three combinations gives you something good, Okay. So this is not like a die roll where you have to roll a one or a two out of six. This is like a die roll where you get one, two, three, four, or out of six, and you're getting something good. So, yeah. so uh, four mana for four, four, and 66% of the time when you attack, something good is going to happen for you. And if it's menace, harder to block, you're pounding through for damage. Yep. And if it's double strike, you're pounding through probably anyway, or crushing some creatures. Yeah. So, you I know, like the double strike better than the menace. But, you know, either way, it, but they're both still, good. Yeah, it still wins the race. You know, again, that that gruel racy speed speed to victory kind of mentality, and um, so that's one of my my second or I guess the secondary pick. But um, the other, I guess, part two of that is uh, also a Dominaria card, also a rare, okay. also a four Uh-oh. mana casting cost. <laughs> so, and this one's a green red. And uh-uh. 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 Okay, you lost me. You lost me on that. Oh, okay, one. So we're okay. safe. Okay. I was gonna say, oh, I just have it. 
this one is a, a legendary creature, which also gives it commander capability. Okay. And uh, this one is called the Grand Warlord Rada. And she is a 3-4 haste for 4 mana. And she says whenever... Now, she does not have to attack. She says whenever one or more creatures attacks, yeah. add that much mana to your mana pool in any combination of red or green. And the mana does not... It does not uh, dissipate. You don't lose the mana between phase ends. So you can get all this. You can attack with three guys, get three extra mana, and drop another guy. So this, again, it really just goes toward that theme of winning hard and winning fast. You know, you're, you're dropping your guys, you're attacking with them, and you're dropping more guys, and you have filled your field full of dudes. So, you know, I had a hard time choosing which one was better, honestly, the Grand Warlord or the Two-Headed. What do you think is better? What is your oh, Okay, let me let me back that up by saying okay. the two-headed is only 10 cents. The uh, Grand Warlord is 40 cents. So gosh, I mean, I I I like the Grand Warlord better as far as I think it has a better chance of going up in price cuz that seems like a more powerful ability. Yeah. Uh but the price the cost of the the uh the two-headed giant is more appealing. But I, I would probably go with the, the grand with the grand over the uh, yeah I, I could see that one having casual appeal as well yeah. you know it seems just like it's a neat mechanic you know so I, I would probably I, I still had a tough time with it though because it really just depends on what decks come to uh, come to the fore when yeah. the, with the release of the new set but but those are my picks that's that's pretty good yeah. that's pretty good I really I like the um, the grand warlord mm. nice. I, you know, when you were talking about Dominara, so oh definitely go with Dominara. <laughs> I have one of my picks. And nice. one that's four mana, except this one's all green. Okay. And uh, we've talked about it. We talked about it the other day, I think. Uh, it is the Territorial Allosaurus. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's where I thought you were going with that. Okay, but. he's good, too. I was close to close He to is really him. good, because he's, he's four mana. He's a 5-5 five, five dinosaur. And he has a kicker of two colors, one green. And when he enters the, the battlefield, if you kicked it, he fights another target creature. Yeah. So, good. really good. I mean, if you're just going to look at him alone, four for a 5-5, five, five, good. You know, if if it's later game and you get him, well, do the kicker. And then he kills something on his way in. Yeah. So. It's pretty efficient. Very efficient little dinosaur. You could get him out very quick. Very early, and man, it's it's gonna be hard to stop a five-five on what as early as turn three, maybe. Yeah, if you get him out a little earlier, even turn four, he's reasonably powerful. I mean, three or four, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. And he's he's fairly cheap right now. He's under fifty cents. Uh, I mean, we're talking maybe forty cents, forty cents or so. So tough to beat. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I really like him. You might need to go in my dinosaur deck, my uh, Jurassic Park deck. And, yeah. Uh, he's pretty good. So what do you, speaking of like dinosaurs, do you think we're going to see more dinosaurs or are we done with dinosaurs? I think we're done with the dinosaurs. I don't think we're seeing any, any more anytime soon. I think it's going to be a while before we see dinosaurs. I'm shocked that we saw dinosaurs in Dominaria, honestly. Yeah. I, mean, I knew we had the dinosaurs in Ixalan and I feel they were really stretching. They were like, oh, let's get dinosaurs in there. Let's get pirates in there. You know, like, what do nerds like? They love dinosaurs and pirates. 
They exactly. love ninjas too. We'll we'll put ninjas in there later. Next ninjas next time. <laughs> you know exactly. It'll be that'll be the next thing. We'll get ninjas somehow. Like uh, yeah, ninjas will be back. You know somehow. But uh, I feel that our time of dinosaurs is probably coming to an end. But maybe yeah. I'm wrong. But I I, Who knows? I, I still yeah. think it was kind of a, a an odd inclusion for this late in the game's development to not to have not had dinosaurs and now to all of a sudden have a boatload of dinosaurs. And, and you know that's part of the problem when they don't have an organically developing tribe. You know, and what yeah. I mean by that is like when they have these organically developed tribes, it's like. You get one or two merfolk released every set. You get one or two goblins released every set. And then after like fucking 20 sets, you actually could make a cool goblin deck or a yep. cool cat deck or a cool whatever deck. But when they don't have the support of multiple, you know, releases yep. of, of dinosaurs, what do they do? They have to make a boatload of them. Yeah. You yep. know, they load us up with dinosaurs. You know, load us up with pirates. You know, I agree too. I, I feel so, too forced. Yeah, very forced, and and the dinosaurs seem like, you know, you're jumping the shark kind of deal. Like we gotta go extreme and do silly things like a dinosaur. Yeah, that, yeah. that sounds good because people yeah. know what a dinosaur is, and you know, cool I feel they should have just gone beast. You know, it's like if they wanted dinosaurs, they should have just used beast. Exactly. I was gonna say just the same thing. If you replace the word dinosaur with beast, it, yep. you wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> and they had beasts before, so they could go in your old beast deck. Exactly. Know? Exactly. That's what I mean by the organic. You know, I almost prefer them releasing small amounts of of things that can get used in the. You know, I, I don't know. That's my personal yeah. preference. But I understand why they do it because they want to see people play dinosaurs. They want to push it. You know. They want to push the pirates. They want to push that the pirates are female and that all the captains are, are women. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was very strange as yeah. well. Uh, I think that's their, their social justice warrior bent uh, and, and appeal. They, they want to really fully clothe the women and have them all be the rulers and leaders and have all the women be pirate captains and whoop-ass pirates. You know, so. mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. About I can't that. imagine there being a whole lot of women pirates in in, in reality. It's I wouldn't like, think so. It doesn't seem like it would well. go over very well for the women on board a ship no. full of pirates. No, not at, <laughs> not at all. You know. <clears throat> My last pick is uh is also a dinosaur, and uh, I just saw this one. And it sounded interesting to me. And maybe not as fitting gruel so much. Maybe it it would come more into uh, Golgari, I guess. But um, you know, might have room here as well. This is from Ixalan. It's the Death Gorge Scavenger. It's two colorless, one green. He's a dinosaur. It's a three-two creature. When the scavenger enters the battlefield or attacks, you may exile a target card from a graveyard. If a creature card is exiled, you gain two life. If a non-creature card is exiled, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Okay. So he's he can gain you life, or he can get bigger. I, I guess the thing I was thinking, too, about is just kind of graveyard effects and, and exiling cards. Um, yeah. You've gotten some funniness around that, and you could potentially get rid of things that are in graveyard that are a problem. Um and, yeah, you know, kind of like a scavenging ooze or whatever. Exactly. And, it, you know, if you're getting them out early, let's see, you could probably get them out turn two at least. So at, at turn three, he's attacking for a 3-2 and potentially a 4-3. Uh, 
So yeah. not too bad that that early, and he could potentially net you life. Get some life, exactly. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. The only downside to him is his cost, his his monetary cost is his downside. He is, yeah. This is a little unfortunate. I try not to pick things that are of high cost, and he's on a little bit of the higher side for, I guess, what around a dollar fifty or so. Um. Yeah, that looks right. Yep. But but he has potential. He's I think. got potential. Yeah, he does. You know, if his plus one plus ones were counters, man, I would be fully on board with this bad boy. Absolutely. Yeah, counters yeah. would be uh, yeah unbelievable for him. Yeah, that He's would be the super spot. powerful. Absolutely. Yep. So um, as a recap, I Andy had um, but the death the death gorge scavenger. Had the uh, territorial Allosaurus. Roar. And <laughs> what now? Roar. Oh, uh, <laughs> the, the big dinos. Roar. <laughs> and what was your first one? I, I, I... The uh, Sarkin's Unsealing. Oh, that's right. The Unsealing. Okay, very good. And um, and then I had the uh, the old growth dryads and the two-headed giant and uh, the Rada. The Grand Warlord Rada. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, that about wraps it up for this week. And uh, just to just to reiterate, uh, make sure you go check out the website. Uh, it's uh, loaded with goodies there. And always uh, be sure to check us out on YouTube if that's your jam. If you'd rather just have YouTube on in the background instead of the SoundCloud, I, I totally get that. And uh, yeah. wherever you want to find your content, we're trying to be there. So um, just make sure you make use of it. And, uh, and yeah, until next time, may your picks always be profitable. <laughs>